We like to really initiate uh, new people here on the show. So that's what we did with Scott Shantz this week. We made him dive headfirst into bike lane drama, didn't we, Scott? Oh, yeah. Just great. <laughs> Just super fun. <laughs> so that we were you unaware how passionate people get about this? Uh, no, I mean, I have experienced uh, bike people and I, I'll say I ride a bike a lot of the time. I love cycling, um, but I'm aware that there is uh, ongoing dispute between cyclists and car people in and around our city. Okay, that's a very diplomatic way of putting it. So this has been a huge issue, of course, the Stanley Park bike lane, because first they put in that separated, they put the barriers in mm-hmm. during the pandemic, reduced car traffic. That turned into a big deal. The new park board came in and then last week they removed some of the concrete barriers. Right. Bike lane is still there, but some of the concrete separation barriers have been removed. And then it seemed like on the weekend, did you see the picture, Scott? Everybody wanted to go for a drive in Stanley Park. Yeah, absolutely. And then of course, I don't know if you saw this, Twitter absolutely exploded with the opinions of, of everyone and anyone who's ever been through Stanley Park. You know, my favorite is like, oh, I thought I thought removing the bike lanes was going to fix this problem. And now, of course, you take the bike lanes out. Now you have even more traffic. But it's a sunny, long weekend. I mean, kind of what do you expect, you know? Exactly. That's what people were going to do. But what what did you hear from people about? Like, what is the radical solution? I would love it if we really thought big and dramatic about Stanley Park because what we're doing is not working. Well, yeah. And I mean, it seems like, yeah, you're kind of darned if you do, darned if you don't, you know, bikes and and car people and stuff. So I uh, got in touch with uh, Park Board Commissioner Tom Digby and had a few questions for him about, you know, what's going on there and what kind of the possible solutions are. And maybe, yeah, even trying to, you know, think outside the box a little bit. And uh, here is what he had to say. What we're trying to do is optimize the park for all these users. And use is, use changes with time. Um, you know, back in the 50s, people wanted two lanes for cars uh, so they could race around, you know, and that was considered a big uh, achievement of BC. Um, and then that, that changed. Um, in the 90s, um, car use in the park plummeted, went way down, um, and it became much more uh, controlled, and people started using it the park as a park. Um, and uh, this was, so we're trying to optimize all these different users. And there's a huge uh, increase in bicycle users and active transport users now. So in terms of solutions, um, a, a great example would be to have a hop on, hop off bus. Now we had that in place 15 years ago um, and it was super popular. Um, the park board paid for the whole thing. It was a free hop on, hop off bus. This is around the 2008, 2009 period. Um, you could ditch your car outside the park and then just walk in as far as you want and then um, toodle your way around. Now, some people needed their cars to carry, you know, get the baby carriage or um, get the big picnic for 25 people to some uh, part, some uh, obscure corner. Uh, But other people can just hop on and hop off. So that would be a fabulous um, thing to reinstate. Um, we think we can find the budget for that. Um, it is a couple hundred thousand dollars for a season. You know, you do it from you know now, uh, May 24th weekend through to October. Um, but that's one solution that uh, is potentially feasible now. 
I've heard the suggestion that perhaps like let's make it no cars and then maybe we just, you know, provide special passes for special permits for special occasions that you need to get a car in there and, you know, open it up and, and do something totally different with the park. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could uh, could you do a, a no car park? So I, I, you should know that one of the biggest parks in Canada, a Gatineau Park, is just outside of Ottawa. You may know it. They actually close that park to cars for four days a week. Uh, and so the cyclists only and anyone on mo- um, active transport can get in the park there. So there is a case where they did go, uh, you know, they alternate uh, the, the days they pick. Uh, some days for cars, some days for cyclists only. So every park is trying to optimize, right? And when you look at, uh, you know, Central Park in New York City, so only park that's equivalent to um, Stanley Park in all of uh, in all of the Americas, um, in my estimation. So that's another great urban park. These are the two great urban parks, and they have 10 kilometers of bike lanes around the outer perimeter of of Central Park. There's no cars there. And they manage to, you know, it's very accessible for people and bikes from all over that city. You know, you look at another park, Golden Gate Park down in San Francisco. There's also four and a half kilometers of dedicated bike lanes in that park, right, in San Francisco. So, you know, all the major urban parks are turning towards this um, shared cycling with cars uh lanes and uh, it just seems to me to be well past the time where we should be reversing ourselves on this bike lane it's tom digby uh green party member of the vancouver park board really appreciate your time thanks scott there were some great ideas in that discussion scott like one i love the hop on hop off bus absolutely fantastic do it like yesterday um, also, I would go even further and say, can we not do like an electric tram? Put it right sure. in there, build it right in. Yeah. But the idea of sharing it, making it perhaps car free three days a week. Sure. Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. And then if you really want to take a drive through Stanley Park, you've got people in town, you want to show them. Great. You're just going to have to plan it for during the week. Yeah. Or, you know, like if you had maybe you're having a wedding in there or there's a special event or you need a special permit, of course, that would be something that you could apply for. Yeah, absolutely. But obviously, there are lots of models in different places around the world where they kind of have figured this out. And maybe we should be looking to them. I loved all those ideas. I'm glad to hear, though, that they are thinking of it. So I feel like this argument can calm down a little bit, <laughs> that there are some discussion points. Do you like the hop-on, hop-off oh, bus idea? To me, that seems exactly like you said, do it yesterday. Why? It seems like it checks all the boxes. It's relatively cheap because one of the things it's that's free. being tabled yeah. is like taking out a bunch of trees and putting in a third lane. No. Exactly, right? It's going to cost millions of dollars to take out all these trees. It's huge, huge, huge issue that, like, why? Why are we even bothering with that? Oh, we got to preserve it as it is and make it accessible. And I think there's some great ideas there. Thank you for that. Yeah. I learned so much. Scott Chat's talking about Stanley Park. What do we do? How do we reimagine it? Your thoughts are welcome. Simi at cknw.com. You can call or text our buzz line 331 